0: Thank <laughs> you.
1: Jack Bag Show, live on the radio again for another Saturday morning, live from the end of the patio here at Del Monte. Our uh, 18th season broadcasting live, our 967th show in a row. 967, 967, 967. Play those three numbers and win. That's right. Show number 30 in a row from outdoors. The fresh outdoors here at Del Monte. Del Monte open, of course, uh, opened up on October 1st, so golfers galore. T-Sheet, full grill, closed. So, But Carol's here with the beverage cart, so she's running around out there, so golfers are well taken care of, well hydrated, and well fed out there. Right here at Del Monte, the oldest course west of the Mississippi, home of the Dukes Club, and home of the Shag Bag Show for over 18 years. You see us at shagbagshow.com. Dave Marzetti, slaving over hot control board so you don't have to each and every Saturday morning on the Shag Bag Show on Power Talk 1460 AM and 101 FM. Big show on Tap Four today. i will brought to you by the Pebble Beach Company. Check out lodging, dining, golf, specials online at pebblebeach.com, the Del Monte Golf Course and Grill, home of the Duke's Club, home of the Shag Bag Show, home of Casey Christensen, who is logging in all the carts. He is writing those cart numbers down. Case, great job. All right. Maybe we'll see Casey a little bit later on. Jump on the air with us. Tell us what's happening on the T-sheet. If not, Neil Allen will join us for sure, so we'll check in with him. Also, thanks to Craig Ling of the Sandbar and Grill. Wharf 2, got the to-go menu going. Got a few seats upstairs, a few seats out back. So, Craig, still got it going on over there for all your sandbar favorites. Call about 373-2818. The Golf Mart Superstore, home of the 90-day return. Talk to those guys a little bit later on our our Power. Find out what's happening in the world of golf retail. Monterey County Herald, every Friday they post the guests. Did they? Did they do it yesterday? Every Friday they do it. Let's look. Uh, yes, they did. They did it again. They posted all the guests for the show this morning. So check them out. It's your daily newspaper, the Monterey County Herald. Carousel Candies, left-hand side of the world as you're walking down. Elves team produced tons of homemade confections, and their beautiful and the historic pink shop. Tap the pull in the window, they ship worldwide. CarouselCandies.com. Clark K. Miller at Cypress Coast Law. He doesn't want you to go bankrupt. He wants you to help you out of your financial problems. And he's willing, and he's ready, and he's able to do it for you, and he's going to do it for you with uh, initial consultations free with Clark Miller. Give him a call if you're struggling. 424-1764, the Beach House, Whaling Station, Avalonetti. Going we'll to be talking about that this hour. we got a special guy that knows all about those, I think. Yes, he does. Golfguide.net for the player in new Elam communications at our website. They can do yours too. check ours out at shagbagshow.com. Jacob's Team Realty, buying, selling, to join Jen, walk you through it with custom care. Loving care. They're the Monterey Peninsula's award-winning mother-daughter real estate team. See them at jacobsteamhomes.com. Foolish Times, free, funny, fabulous. Pick one up. It'll make you smile. Express employment professionals. Paul Wyance and his wife, Mary, have a staffing solutions company that can help you out finding employees. Or if you need a gig of ExpressPros.com. Paul's also got his own radio show right here on this radio dial every Saturday at 1.30 in the afternoon. Check it out. It's called What's the Plan? Monterey Fish Company, over 50 years. South Rangali and family been putting out all the beautiful selections of fresh, locally caught seafood. Friendly service, great prices, free parking, end of Wharf 2. Monterey Fish Company, All you gotta do is give them a buzz. Make sure they have what you want in stock. And, uh, they got the moderate spot prawns right now. They were talking about last week. So that's, that's delicious stuff. 375-3511. Three seven five thirty five eleven. If they can't stock it, they will get it for you, shipped overnight. And Monterey Regional Airport, convenient, hassle-free experience. Flights connecting to points all over the world, Monterey Regional Airport. Good morning, shagbaggers everywhere. Good morning to our two biggest fans, beloved have Terry and Puff the Wonder Dog. High up on the hill on Via Guyuba, Puff celebrating a birthday right after daddy. I had my birthday uh, October 15th. Puffs, October 16th. So there you go. And we're the same age. I don't know how that happened. Happy birthday, Puff. And, uh, thanks to, uh, thanks to all for the wonderful birthday that I had this year again. Another big birthday it was, was wonderful, uh, over at, uh, Pep's, one of Pep's places. We usually do a little Napoli, but we did it outside this year, of course. So we did it up on the roof, up on the roof at, uh, Pep's Vesuvio Ristorante Italiano. It was beautiful. Thanks to Pep for putting out the spread for us, did the osso buco for everybody and all the wine and all the beautiful uh the arancini and uh of course the uh truffle gnocchi and yeah, it was, it was a lot of good a lot of good Italian food. I'll tell you, that. you know what the problem with Italian food is, of course, is a week later you're still hungry. So uh <laughs> Yeah, we 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 found it down pretty good that night. So it was a lot of fun. Thanks to all the all the friends that came and of course, uh, Jimmy Panetta for showing up and for Dave, Mayor Dave Potter of Carmel and, uh, it was star studded. What can I say? So great time. Thanks to everybody. Thanks to all the great friends and thanks also to the crew at Bayonet who took care of the birthday golf for us. Dominic and, uh, Jay Rod and, uh, Pat Jones and all the people out there at Bayonet for the wonderful golf that we experienced the other day. Played out there with Craig Ling who probably shot, uh, par. And uh, George Casal from the uh, Weekly, and uh, Steve King. So it was a good group, and a lot of fun out there. So we'll, we'll do it again next year. That's all I can say. Hopefully, we'll be in the uh, in the Ravenite room like we were, like we've been for the last ten years. Al- although I must say, doing it on the roof was pretty cool, and everyone enjoyed it very much. It was a lovely evening. Uh We'll be talking with the guys from the Golf Mart Superstore soon, also the guys from the shop here at Del Monte. Uh, Jose Gill is going to join us from Gill Basketball Academy. Ken Emone, donker salute from Coastal Roots Hospitality. And uh, we're also going to have Jeff Gorman. He's running for Congress. It's a, big, it's a big deal. And our co-host extraordinaire again, Kevin Phillips.
2: Good morning, Dave. This is really great to be here. And by the way, happy belated birthday to Puff. I hadn't
1: heard. <laughs> you didn't hear about Puff.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, worthy of celebration. And uh, I've been out here several times on the patio with you, but this is the best. The first thing I noticed when I drove up, no barricade, which was great. No I barricade. Was barricade. You could actually get in. <laughs> and now all the folks out here playing golf. I even saw Carol, uh, Carol taking off in the, a, cart. in the cart. And we're almost all the way back. Almost all the way back. Got to get back inside.
1: Yeah, looking. Let me see. Yeah, it's still in there. I see <laughs> it. Like the
2: cobwebs off. Let's, yeah. get back, let's get back in there. Exactly. That's what I say. Uh, so um, what about your birthday? Well, we love this time of year, don't we, Dave? I mean, October. We just celebrated, uh, my lovely wife Julie and I celebrate our 37th wedding anniversary on October 2nd. I know. I never talk about she it she knows advance. she's been with you that long? <laughs> I don't. No. I don't. No, I don't want <laughs> to.
1: I don't usually don't talk about
2: know. it ahead of time cause I don't yeah. want to jinx it. I want exactly. to make sure we get there. And then, uh, yeah, my birthday is uh, next week, the twenty fourth week from today. Matter of fact, last year we were in New Orleans, which was unbelievable—the uh, night of the Paisano dinner. Matter yeah, of fact, that's right. which I watched remotely on my on my <laughs> phone. But uh, this is this is the best the best time of year. We have great weather, a lot of things going on, and of course, come up come very soon is November. And we start the holiday season, and of course, November—what's not November without the Masters? Right, so <laughs> the Masters in November. Wild. Yeah, that's going to be wild. That's right. Looking forward to that.
1: Absolutely, but great to be here. Uh, of course, as you all know from listening to the Shagbag Show for for so many years, you hear my good friend uh, Jim Nance introduce the show every Saturday for us. Uh, he gets up every Saturday and calls and does that intro. No, it's <laughs> he did record it for us though, and uh, and uh, he was yeah he was going to be at our party the other night, and uh, he had to fly over to Pittsburgh to do some football, so.
2: Every time I see him now, he's a regular. He and his family regulars at the beach house. But every time I see Jim, it's amazing. He around the patio, walk out, and he he yells, "Hey, Kev!" When yeah. I see this guy who knows more people around the world at every level. Yeah. He, at, every level. More yeah, every, at every level. Down to earth. at every level. Amazing. Yeah, a very special guy. Yeah,
1: yeah, he's a cool guy and a Pebble Beach resident. Uh, okay, so let's get to. We've got a
2: lot of people we got to get to. Loaded. When's your birthday? Uh, twenty a week from today. The
3: twenty fourth of October. Today.
2: First day of Scorpio. Yeah. all right let's
1: get our first guest on jeff gorman's with us this morning good morning jeff hey good morning hey thanks for being with us man yeah it's fun so uh before we go on uh let's start at the beginning and uh talk a little bit about uh, your history well it all started with a sparkle in my
4: dad's eye that's right long long ago that's right so uh it was back it's actually his birthday today he'd be 93 if you're still with us and um he moved here from china if you can believe that I'm an Anglo, not Chinese, but my dad was born in China uh, before World War II and before Pearl Harbor, the State Department, said, hey, women and children should probably get out of China because the thing with Japan is getting pretty tense. So that's how my family came to this area. Wow. Yeah. So kind of actually hearing those stories as a kid always kept my focus on foreign affairs a little bit more than the average kid, I suppose. That's kind of how I ended up running for Congress, to be honest with you. So uh, what about growing up here? Where'd, where'd you go to school and everything? I went to Monta Vista Elementary School. Yeah. And then the fine Colton Middle School, which was junior high school at that time. Right. And when I say fine, that's somewhat euphemistic for brutal. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> As any Colton kid of the 70s knows. Um And then Monterey High School, Torador, good doors. And onward to uh, straight from Monterey High, which was not paragon of academic excellence to uc berkeley which is a pretty good school and has a world-class chemistry school in fact one of the women that teaches chemistry now just won the nobel prize for CRISPR technology that allows gene splicing so anyway i was into science and uh when i got up there i realized a lot of these people don't love this country there's a lot of america hatred going on in berkeley at the in the 80s and the cold war was raging and uh so i switched to political science and heavy emphasis on industrial policy and economics that's my academic background.
2: I was thinking a conservative at Ber- at uh, Berkeley. That's a yeah. That's a fish out of water. You have to pick your battles. I can tell <laughs> you that. There's plenty of plenty of battles to be had. <laughs>
4: that's right. So, uh, and and what do you do work wise? I'm a financial advisor. I actually have been uh, just picked up the gig doing with Mark Carbonaro the expert segment on investments and uh, been doing that now 28 years. My first job out of Berkeley was in San Francisco, working at a bond house trading international bonds. So. Watch the peso crisis in 94 firsthand. It's kind of exciting. You know, that's exciting for a financial person when a currency collapses. So so that's that's what I do. I do it mostly for individuals, wealthy people. And I start out with, um, you know, I don't really have a high minimum like some of the big investment houses have. I'll, I'll work with anyone that really wants to improve their capital situation. And I've been doing that for uh, so long I forget. I have to look at the calendar to remember how long I've been doing it. i got to say, too, my late partner,
2: Jim Gilbert, really thought very highly of you, Jeff.
4: Thank you, you really Did yeah, I had a good relationship with Jim. In fact, I worked at what's now a different restaurant on the wharf, but was the Red Snapper and then Gilbert's. Yeah, about that. Down there back, uh, that was one of my first jobs when I came home from Berkeley. I was working there, and I also worked at the Hyatt right over here as a busboy and then a room service waiter. So <laughs> I did my time. I did my time in the in the trades, uh, the the waiting business. And I when I dropped I dropped out of college between chemistry school and going to political science. I moved to Los Angeles. I worked in Carmel at the general store and met the lady I'm dating now, actually. And then, um, I moved down to LA thinking I was going to make my way down there and I worked at the Hotel Bel Air, which was an epic place to work. I mean, I waited store. on all kinds of cool yeah. people down there. And, uh, and it was, it was a great life, but I, I kind of felt a call to get back to school and finish the academic program and, and do something more. And, and I always wonder, you know, you always look back in your life and you wonder, what if I'd taken this door or stick with that? thing i asked dave when he's talking about it's groovy i'm like what's the difference between a groove and a rut because you know you gotta, gotta, gotta jump out of your rut if you're getting stuck you know so yeah that's my work history and uh now politics yes politics i uh i've always had an interest in politics i grew up in the reagan era you know i really my adult years were reagan i remember um so my mom's married to clyde roberson but before she married clyde she dated some guy and he asked me, who do you like for president? And I was like eight years old, and I thought, Ford, he's the president. And this guy was in favor of Jimmy Carter. So that kind of piqued my interest to watch Carter, which didn't work out that well, actually, right? So I think I was right, even though I was only six or seven when that happened. Um, so I, I watched politics all the time. And when Reagan came on the scene, there was actually a really smart, pretty girl named Darcy Hatton. And she gave some kind of a, a speech in civics class about the Reagan revolution. I'm like 1980 during the camp in the fall of 1980. And I, she was, you know, women hold my fascination. So I was watching her and going, wow, she's really smart and she's saying smart things. And so, uh, I've always been a Reagan guy. Basically. I, I appreciate that Reagan believed this country could prevail in the cold war where there was a lot of a sense of defeat and a impossibility and nuclear war was just around the corner and it's unwinnable. And, um, and Reagan just kept sort of a faith that, this is going to come out okay. We've got to be tough and hang in there. And honestly, I see a lot of that with Mr. Trump. I know around here that can be dangerous to say out loud in public, but but uh, I dare s- you. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> but I see him as someone that faced China. As I said, my dad was born in China, and so when I when I look at what Mr. Trump has done, the single biggest thing I would say he did was he got us to look square at China. And he got us to believe in ourselves that we can take this on and get out of this managed decline that Mitt Romney and John McCain and all sorts of people in both parties had just been managing the decline of the American middle class, managing the decline of Americans' ability to do what it wants to do. The freedom to maneuver was just eroding around us. And I I personally believe the Communist Party of China has a plan for us, and I don't like it. So when Mr. Trump came on the scene, I was, like everyone else, going, oh, my gosh, what is he... How is this possible? But I got used to it. And honestly, um, it's not so much used to it. It's, I found appreciation for the, the necessity of belligerence in politics. You know, my opponent likes to use in his rhetoric, fighting. If you look at his campaign statement, it's out right now. He's, he uses the word fighting specifically three times in a 200 word paper. And, um, and it's all about domestic policy. I really look at the federal government as stay out of my life. I don't want you in my domestic policy, frankly. I want the federal government to look abroad and see who's threatening the United States and to deal with it and square up with them and take them on. That's what the federal government is for. We have a state government. We have local government, county health department. Right, Kevin? Okay. And um, so we've got these things locally that can take on smaller issues. And and there's a principle. It's actually a Catholic principle called subsidiarity. It fits very well with federalism. Subsidiarity is the idea that decisions should be made at the, the lowest reasonable level that people 3000 miles away shouldn't be making decisions about who I can marry or what I can eat or what kind of fuel I can put in my car. You know, there's, there's, there's a principle there that, that actually leads the next thing from individualism is family actually. And it used to be people would talk about family values you don't hear that too much because i guess it got worn out right? how dare you right right <laughs> right family what is that patriarchy um so there you go got any questions for me? <laughs> <laughs> how's
2: the polling going is there local uh, polling
4: you know polling costs money there's one big poll that's coming up on november 3rd we'll see how that goes yeah. i think uh yeah. you know the sad fact is i one of the reasons i'm running i was the chairman of the monterey county republican party and uh, you m- may not know but the district encompasses most of Santa Cruz County all of San Benito County and all of Monterey County so it's a large area it's very difficult to get in touch with everybody so money helps but money tends to flows to flow to competitive races so my opponent has taken in a- almost a million bucks from just corporate packs no corporate packs are investing in my campaign because okay. i mean i'll be brutally honest The chance of winning is remote, okay? So what I'm doing is I'm trying to build the Republican Party back to a viable thing. It's like taking the worst NFL team that didn't even show up for five seasons and saying we're going to reconstitute this and we're going to come back. I don't expect to win the Super Bowl. If we make the playoffs, that'd be cool. And actually making the top two in our California primary system, that's like making the playoffs, you know? That's good. And if you win the seat in the playoffs, you show up at the game, right? So we're just going through... I don't want to say going through the motions because that could be interpreted as a fatalistic. But what I'm trying to do is give voice to the voiceless, open people up to discussions, not let the intimidation call my shots. There's no way you're going to intimidate me. Right. So and I know I see a lot of intimidation when I go around talking to people in my anecdotal polling on scientific, just showing up at events. A lot of people will confide in me. I actually think Trump's okay. Yeah. (laughs) Or I lean Republican, but I'm registered independent. It's like, well, okay, you know, but I'm here to make it okay to go for it and be, you know, really speak up for what you believe instead of feeling like you have to hide and cower. Don't, don't let him know. You know, I remember one of a, a guy I went to elementary school with Jimmy went to different schools, but a lot of his acquaintances, a lot of the Sicilian Monterey, actually, Jimmy's not even Sicilian, but a lot of the Italians in Monterey, they all know each other. And one of them came up to me at a fish dinner at San Carlos church and said, so you're going against Jimmy, huh? And I'm like, This was back in 2016 when I was supporting Casey Lucius. And I said, well, I'm a Republican. I mean, I was on the office. I was on the board of the party at that time. Of course, I have to back our candidate. It's like, you're going against Jimmy, huh? (laughs) Yeah, am I going to sleep with the fishes? (laughs) So, you know, we got to have a system that's got... What is democracy if you don't
2: have alternatives, right? And
4: That's I think, why he was on last week, you're on this week. See?
2: Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Personally I'm in favor of gridlock. I don't want to see either party control everything. God bless you. Thank you for
4: that. That's <laughs> I mean, you're giving me like chills. <laughs> That's the fact is I don't want the government to be all hyperactive. You know, I I've been I've been picking on Jimmy a lot and I haven't had a chance to drink a beer with him in over a year. But um but the way that the machine works, the sausage factory works, is they just keep those gears churning. And there, in 2019, Jimmy co-sponsored, he bragged about it at the end of last year. He's co-sponsored over 400 pieces of legislation. I didn't do the tabulation to see how many pages, but most of them are over 100 pages. Some of them are thousands of pages. That's like one and a half a day, a calendar day, not a work day. And, you know, there's no chance that he even looked at every word in all those bills that he co-sponsored. Not just voted for, co-sponsored. Looked at every word in there contemplated the ramifications the unintended consequences the people he was going to hurt with that the one of the things that really bugs a lot of people that are not very political is this thing called ab5 i don't know if you guys have covered it before but it's the bill that makes yoga teachers have to form a corporation makes freelance writers and and uh freelance musicians who are not political people generally you know writers. drivers and uber drivers is the big one yeah. you know that ab5 was a killer it was really brutal it was probably a, in the economy, in terms of the working people, it was the number one problem before COVID, and uh, and that was a Democratic Party thing. Here you go, enjoy. You know, well, as watch- you know,
2: you got to pass a bill and then read it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah, so um so I think it's important that we have a Republican Party here in our community. It's been fascinating to get to know the party up in Santa Cruz, which has been very weak. I mean, it's. It is much more frightening to be a Republican in Santa Cruz than in Monterey. And then out in Hollister, where there's sort of still a, a rural agricultural culture that's very um Second Amendment oriented and freedom oriented. And, and the Republican Party is bigger in terms of registration, but it's not very active. It's like lulled to sleep. So I don't know, wake them up.
1: So if uh, people want to learn more about you and your campaign, maybe get involved with you, what do they do?
4: Go online? Yeah. Well, I invite people that are listening to the show to call my phone, which is uh, 831-375-2327. I got it on silent, so you can even call right now leave me a message. <laughs> um That's 375-2327. And I've got a website, Jeff for Congress. You can get there by going Gorman for Congress or Jeff Gorman for Congress, but always with the F-O-R spelled out, not the number four. Um, And then, you know, you can head down to the Republican headquarters from 10 to 2 every workday, and I think on Saturdays they've got that open. So sometimes I'm popping around on there, and there's always someone there. Del Monte Avenue? Yeah, Del Monte Avenue, 1098 Del Monte, just down from the windows on the bay.
1: Jeff Gorman, thanks for being our guest today. We appreciate you uh, giving us the time. And uh, we'll listen to you on today's What's the Plan with uh, Paul Wine at
4: 1.30. Sounds good, and I have a radio show at 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock. Yeah, so I'll be on for
1: an hour this afternoon. All right, beautiful. Thanks. Okay. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you. All right, it's uh, the Shag Bag Show on Power Talk, 1460 AM and 101 FM for Saturday morning, uh, live from Del Monte, of course, and we are at show number 967. Uh, Kevin wasn't able to join us the other night for a birthday. He's yeah. usually there. but I uh, hope
2: that doesn't preclude my invitation for next of course year, not. Of course not, but you yeah. were busy doing... Yeah. Doing something. Yeah, we're we doing something. Chamber fundraiser, Pacific Grove Flavors of PG, they yeah. decided to do it as a mobile event and uh, worked out very well. Yep. Beautiful evening. Lots of uh lots of attendees. And I drove downtown and there was a little crowd of people in front of every restaurant enjoying it and uh I think it went off very well. We uh at the birthday the
1: other night, we had, the, of course, the distinguished guest, but uh, failed to mention that we also had Sammy Salerno was there. Oh, Sammy. At, at 93. Oh, God bless Sammy. Sammy was my co-host on the show for about 15 years and had some health issues and had to retire off of it, but uh, he was there the other night in good spirits and in good health, so that was great to see him. Living a living legend, swinging Sammy. Let's see. We've got a couple of texts here. Um let's see, Mark Carbonero wrote in, Don't forget to talk about Sammy, which we just <laughs> did. Uh okay. Uh Mary and Max say happy birthday. Hope that it was a grand and fun dinner and uh and it was. Thanks very much for chiming in with that. Appreciate you. And, uh, we got more guests on the show, including the guys from the Gold Mart Superstore, the guys from the shop next door, Jose Gill from Gill Basketball Academy, and right now, Kenemo uh, Donker from Coastal Roost Hospitality. They're with us again. They were with us, uh, a couple of months ago, I think it was. And, uh, I think they just got things going then. That wasn't on. You weren't on the show then. No, right? no, no. I was looking forward to
2: hearing, hearing it, though. Yeah. It's so, so I and mean,
1: it's good that we all should know each other because I mean, he's, you know, he's got Whaling Station and uh, Avalonetti and beach Big Beach House and all those. So, uh, and you guys have, of course, your your three, uh, Tarpies, uh, Montreal Bistro, and uh, Rio Grill, and uh, we wanted to have you back on so we could check in with you and see how. Got to be about this close to the mic, just to let you know. All right, Kenamona.
5: Thank you very much. We Thanks for certainly having us appreciate back. Appreciate another well marker.
1: Absolutely. So, since we last spoke, and you were on the show, what's it been like? What's 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 going on?
6: Busy. I guess that's one way to describe it. Just uh, every day, new challenges, and COVID, of course, as everyone knows, has all of its own challenges on top of um, opening the restaurants and running them. So uh yeah yeah we're very busy.
5: <laughs> it's been going really well. I mean we can't um we can't say thanks enough to the community for just the success we're having. It's it's amazing. I I'm, I'm sure Kevin's going to agree to this. It's just the, the patronage, the commitment from from our guests to want to support the restaurants and the restaurant hospitality industry is phenomenal and and we just say thank you. It's it's I'm amazed that at you know when you think COVID and outside dining and and to still have success in those parameters that we think of, you know, the level set it into a different set of parameters, but it's, it's, it's been great. And we, we love it. We've had a lot of very successful opportunities to uh, give back to the community. Um, I think, you know, we have a uh, new menu additions that we've added in for fall. We've given a very, um, unique twist to it. We've kind of taken a couple of themes and had each chef kind of put their twist on the themes and present that across, uh, all the restaurants. And, um, as well, uh, the you know, we really have a lot happening with um, our Pick It Up, Pay It Forward campaign. We were very successful. We met our initial goals of 20000 and now we've extended it through to the end of the year for the food bank.
1: So tell everyone about that.
5: So we have an initiative where we're providing um, 10% of all our gross sales from carryout orders. And uh, it started in August and September, and we had a $20,000 um, goal, and Mona and I would match it with 5000 if we reached that. We were successful in reaching that. And um,
6: we've We partnered with um,
5: the food bank, Monterey County Food Bank. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a great, definitely a need in this community with all the fires and everything that's taking place, plus COVID. Plus COVID. So um, we've extended through to the end of the year. And, uh, you know, if you come down to any of our restaurants, order, or uh, <clears throat> excuse me, order. It does not apply to delivery. We offer ten percent of all proceeds. They're going to the food bank. That's
2: great. You know, it's a great story that I've followed because there's three really iconic restaurants for decades uh, in in the area, and I always particularly like what you've done with outside at Rio Grill.
5: That was that was uh, a labor of love for sure. <laughs> it was. Uh, we're very happy with it. We want to down the road move to a more permanent type of patio structure. But, uh, you know, I keep on saying to you, we're originally, well, not originally from Southern, but we came and moved up from Southern California. And I look at when you're sitting there and I've been to the, to some of the patios on Sunset Boulevard and it, it has that feel. It, it really is a nice environment. Uh, the guests love it and the, it has really energized the restaurant. Uh, real grill is, is a positive thing. and. You know, we started off with the live music and and moved live music everywhere. We're hoping to bring it back again soon because it's worked very well. And we have a lot of guests that are disappointed. And you know, I'm sure you know we'll get through this and we'll have live music back on the agenda again.
2: The live music is a re- that's a real tragedy. It's a real tragedy. Uh, the Kiki Wow was was uh, mm-hmm. interviewed and she's now leaving the area. Oh, a- I didn't know that. Really, really terribly unfortunate. And we did our our concert series at the Beach House two years. Uh, last two summers and very well attended and met all these great local musicians and we had plans we already have a guy wanted to play saxophone outside of our, our tent our prime pavilion at the waiting station and of course all that was stop
6: it's a
5: shame yeah. it, it is, is a it's a shame, shame. and, and uh, the concert series I love the beach house it's, it's mm-hmm. like am I allowed to say it's a favorite because <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's uh, I think the, the location and that venue for the concert is great I love live music and so we're trying to to establish it more of a stronger foothold so Um, you know, I think that, um, we're, we're moving forward. Uh, there was a piece the other day with Interim Inc. from, uh, within Salinas where, Definitely moving forward with uh, trying to provide more homes for, uh, more Thanksgiving meals and um, you know can the success there, I was going to really promote the GoFundMe page, but it doesn't need any promotion because they're, they're hitting it out of the park. It's working really well for them. so thank you for everyone for supporting that, that initiative with uh, Interim Inc and their GoFundMe. Well,
2: that's a great point because as tough as everything's been, it's going to be a whole lot tougher going into the holidays for what people have to deal with.
5: Absolutely, especially um, in so many different areas, and we're looking at uh, trying to find some creative ways to even give back to our service members. Not as many are able to travel back to family in that, so we're looking at some opportunities there to to support, uh, you know, a very important part of our community, a large part of this community, and and uh, you know the very tough times that they're faced with. Uh, just travel is is a difficult period right now. So, um, you know, I think that. Uh, one of the things I, I, when you talk about how the restaurants are doing, it's, it's uh, you know, it's not just financially or, or that component, but I really look at it, you know, we this was, people, some people ask with my background, you know, we talked about this before and more corporate and my wife is definitely hospitality based. What a great decision was for us, the community itself and the support, but uh, with my wife and I see the excitement and the, how much the guests <laughs> appreciate her in the front of the house and, and, and that exposure and the energy that she gets from it, we're... we're um, as, as a partner of a husband wife, it, it has just been a really good decision. And so we're very happy about that. Yeah, I got to say my
2: over almost over 40 years in the business locally. Uh, and I've never seen such a level of appreciation from our guests. You see the ratings online. Uh, it reflects that uh, Google and Yelp and so on, but also the incredible imagination and ingenuity of our staff, the things they've come up with the adapt, the way they've had to adapt. A lot to take of out only inside, outside, <laughs> and the way they've kept it going. And for me, that's my number one mission with these businesses: to keep it going, to keep them going, to hopefully break through and get back to normal times.
5: Absolutely, and giving assurances to the staff that you're committed. I mean, Kevin, that's that's an important aspect there. They don't want to know that, you know, the next hardship that comes, right? It's going to go. They want you know, stick through it, and and they have because they, you know, it's the creativity of the staff is is absolute. It's great that you pointed that out and the diligence and commitment. I mean, they're not getting as many shifts. We'd all like them to have more shifts, um, but they you don't see a change in their attitude. If anything, I see more energized and, and willing to believe in a vision and move towards that vision, and the commitment of those teams are, um, you know... I'm sure with your restaurants, but we know with, with Tarpey's Rio and Montreal, um, the staff is the reason we were interested in this hospitality group. I mean, we knew that the teams are phenomenal, and um, I can't... St- stress enough how great they are I mean they they are just fabulous workforce it is it is such a pleasure to work with them
2: without them it's just an empty building
6: absolutely
2: uh, yeah we have a waiter at the waiting station uh, he goes by the name Jumbo and he's been there since the restaurant opened in 1969
6: good gosh the chef's
2: been there over 35 years David Stember and they really are irreplaceable and the staff that they they inspire and they bring along and they teach and come up that whole culture is, is irreplaceable I would not imagine trying to recreate that.
5: No, and it's, um, it's interesting how what we've tried to establish within, um, our, you know, the new, uh, hospitality brand is Coastal Roots Hospitality. And what we've tried to establish there is, is more synergy across the restaurants that they're supporting each other and learning from each other. And, uh, you know, we just, um, I sent it's part of my corporate background, but I'm always requesting feedback. And so it went to, uh, um, large portions of our teams. And, you know, the one consistent theme came back was, that appreciation that they starting to see how they can support other restaurants and how they can understand what's working, what's not working, and so, um, and I think it goes to your earlier point, Kevin, of just, you know, if your teams know they're behind, you're behind them, they they'll you know, they'll really step miles ahead of, of what your expectations are. It's so are. true. It's,
2: it's never been more, more important than my daily routine. I'm in all the restaurants several times every day. That's always been my routine. But now I, I know when I come around, the first thing everybody wants to know is, is there any news? Have you heard anything? Are we moving closer? Is what's going on there hopeful? And this is the longest period we've been in doing what we're doing right now. It's been th- This weekend, it's three months. We've had the tent. We've had the parklet. And consistently doing it. So everybody's... It's routine. It's the new routine uh, for everybody.
5: It's funny because Debbie Edwards, the uh, general manager, our VP of all general managers over at Harpies, um, she kind of said, "Oh, well, nothing's the same," and I and I took it to heart, and I was like oh, what do you mean nothing? I'm trying not to change too much. We're just trying to change the right thing. She goes, no, no, not what you're doing. She says, it's just how I used to do business six months ago is completely different than how I run my operations now. So true. And it was important to listen to that because a lot of times I'm thinking, oh, you're, you know, you're doing business as usual and, and it's not, it's, it's, everything's different for them. And, and, uh, and, uh, appreciating that. And, and, uh, you know, you mentioned about the Yelp reviews, it's amazing, um, how many people are supporting it through that. And, and, uh, And you do get the odd bad one. I mean, that, that happens. Mm -hmm. And, and for myself, (laughs) you know, listening to the staff and say, you know what? They happen. You can't take every bad one as a personal slant against the restaurants, right? I'll tell you
2: my personal view on Yelp though. What's happened with, with Yelp is that people, they don't like something. That doesn't mean you might like it. They don't like it. So it's no good. And that, that's the prevailing attitude when you see those negative views that I see.
5: Yeah. I would, I would agree with that very much.
6: (laughs) And there still is so much tourism here, uh, in, in this county flying in and the people coming from everywhere else. And our restrictions here are tight. Yeah. And that's why you know this area in particular the peninsula is pretty safe Uh but we're all adhering to these guidelines so when people fly in and they still don't want to wear their mask or why can't we sit inside and how come we have to not have more we can't have a party out on the patio and I mean it's hard to please everybody and you just really try to explain and cheerfully explain and hopefully they understand and some people actually don't and they walk out the door so yeah. we can't help those folks especially
2: when the surrounding counties are more open than we are Absolutely. even san francisco is more open than we are los Absolutely.
6: angeles <laughs> yeah
5: I was down in pisbo beach two weekends ago and i was amazed it was like almost moving to a different country they totally different standards <laughs> yeah. and i can see how they get frustrated they um you know we had a, a bad review it was some time ago but somebody had dropped the menu and another individual picked it up, when handed to them, and, and the individual didn't want to take it, and they felt slighted, and they wrote a bad review that we had guests that were uppity. And, <laughs> wow! And I was like, you know, they just—some people just don't even understand how. Well, you the know, when I pand- when I
1: wrote that, I wasn't. In my <laughs> room. Huh. Do people realize what they're doing when they write these things? By the way, I know that everyone's a restaurant critic. We're all t- in rest, you know. We're all dining, taking pictures of our food, and we're all critiquing it. And we're all going the Yelp thing. I mean, I wish that they would just stand back and take a minute.
5: It, it's tough, but I think it is the future. I, I do. We're looking at how to embrace it more, and 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 I think as we as we get more. Um, of our guests coming that are driven by you know what's happening on Yelp and Open Table, how we reach out to them and understand it, and the importance of those reviews and how we manage it is is going to be more and more important.
2: Well, it, it really is, and I, you learn to take it with a big grain of salt, you know. And I think most restaurants over time you kind of reach your level of, of whatever it is.
6: Absolutely, and and not to be um, yeah up in arms about those folks that choose not to write anything positive and that's the way it is.
2: Yeah, I also used Yelp and uh, as as a great research tool. Anytime I hear about a new restaurant anywhere, uh, I go on Yelp and look at the pictures. I don't read any of this stuff. But I look at the pictures, and you can see the decor, the food. And it, it's, it's, it's a good tool for that.
5: Absolutely. Uh, I, would, I do the same thing. And, <laughs> and I have to I have to touch base with you, Kevin, because I need to be able to. I have a lot less restaurants than you, and I can't find myself and everyone every day. So I'd really love to know what your recipe is because I need to get better at it. Well, I'm I lucky wonder, I, I, I m- have a wife that can kind of fill in the gap there. I was but... told
2: early on that if you move forward in this, it's a lifestyle, not a job. Absolutely. And, and that's, that's the way I view it. And I never get up any day, feel like I'm going to work, except coming to do the radio show with Dave. i got to prepare for that.
6: <laughs> but we, you know, getting on board and, and with all three at this, you know, during the pandemic, I mean, the first year we understood how much time and energy and effort it will be. It will be continuous effort, but the, the initial um, with the transition and on all the rest of it on top of actually running the restaurant. So it's just a lot but anyone who owns any kind of business must feel the same
1: so i know it's probably hard choose hard choosing uh, from the triplets uh, <laughs> which which is uh, which is your favorite but if you had to choose one do you have a favorite
5: well, you just had a politician on, and I think he he, he knew how to skirt those questions. So, I I, I am definitely not going to answer that question. I will yeah. say all three are favorites, us, and they all are their own particular. D- depends charm. what
6: day of the week it is. Yeah. yeah. If
1: you're, if you're, if uh, if people are listening and they uh, want to go and visit, uh, give us one thing they should have at each of the three.
6: Well, I would definitely encourage, uh, all three to be visited, uh, very quickly as we just recently launched, um, additions to the menu with fall anticipation of fall. This week, you couldn't tell it was fall. It's like, uh, a Costa Rican summer here, but, um, great new, uh, fall pre- preparations. Uh, we challenged our chefs, uh, with choosing one thing and all doing a different version of it so we brought in venison to all the restaurants and um asked with uh their own expertise how how they would prepare that so um they all have their own um creativity and and different recipes and ingredients and have all they're all so completely different and we just had the tastings last week remarkable all three and you'd have to Go and try them all and do your own taste test. But we've added in a couple more appetizers and small plates, uh octopus carpaccio, for instance, one of my favorites over at Montreo. Um at Tarpees we've got some um chorizo stuffed dates wrapped in applewood bacon. I mean, they melt in your mouth. It's delicious. So great, yeah. uh all kinds of delicious things and
2: uh uh So it's of the smoked chicken at the uh, Rio Grill? Yeah. <laughs> in-house smoked oh, chicken yeah, right? and yeah. they over you years. know we yeah, we have
6: not taken off those those favorites we have all in-house made desserts the the I think actually Ken wanted to buy the restaurants cuz he's in love with the ribs <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, <there you laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so they all have their uniqueness and um we have a beautiful Kobe burger over at Tarpees, topped with lobster and and brie cheese and bacon I mean these sorts of um just amazing wonderful dishes that you can enjoy on these open-air patios it is it's a treat and montreal itself is you know sort of turned european uh with uh street style bistro dining and um different flair and flavor Mm -hmm. there so all kind and the patio at at rio we've we're really pleased with how that turned out and it just makes the experience nice so. so
1: uh can they get reservations
6: Absolutely, through okay. Open Table or from right. the restaurant directly and um, encouraged to take the res- make reservations because there is limited seating, as everyone knows, um, and be best prepared to have that seat waiting for you.
1: Ken and Mona, Donker Salute, they have, uh, of course, those three wonderful restaurants that we've been talking about here on the Shag Bag Show, and Donker Salute, of course, means... Just don't run it into the ditch. No, that's not what it is. That's not what it is. But it is Dutch for... Dark ditch. Dark ditch. <laughs> dark ditch for the
5: canal. So I'd like to also point out um, two quick things. Yep. We are expanding our events and catering. We know okay. how Coast Roots events and catering. We've hired a new events and catering leader. And um, so look for a lot of exciting things in the future. So you believe there will beautiful. be events again? I. You know what? <laughs> Definitely. We, I, I plan for the future and... and um, we got to have we, faith. We know where it's going and... We have, uh, we're making a significant investment there to strengthen the three brands under one group so that, uh, the culinary palates will all be embraced across a whole events and catering division. So we're, we've got a lot of exciting things there. We're looking forward to it.
2: That's great because Dave's 1000th show next year is the only event I have not heard canceled yet. Yeah, exactly. Not
5: yet.
3: That's
2: good. (laughs)
1: Catamona.
6: We've even put a new twist on the Rio Resolution Run, another upcoming event, and we're going to do a virtual run this year. So we're trying to keep a lot of things that the community was involved in and carry those through.
1: (laughs) Thanks for taking the time to be on the show today. We appreciate you, and we'll get you back again.
5: Thank you very much. Thank you for
6: your time.
1: It's the Shagbag Show on Power Talk 1460 AM and 101 FM for Saturday morning. Live from Del Monte, Dave Marzetti. Our co-host is Kevin Phillips with us again. For about the uh, 50th time or something like that. Something like that. Uh, Rich Pepe writes in this morning and says, <laughs> what a fantastic show you got going on this morning, inspiring to listen to your heavy hitter guests.
2: Wow! I don't think I haven't noticed that Rich is on here like every other week now. Yeah,
1: I don't think he's been on a lot lately. <laughs> okay, we're going to get Jose Gill on uh, coming up here uh, on the show, and we're also going to get the guys from the shop next door and uh, the guys from the Golf Mart Superstore. So uh, stick around on the Shag Bag Show on Power Talk 1460 AM and 101 FM for your Saturday morning show number 967. It's our thirtieth show in a row from Del Monte. Jose, you've been sitting in the sun over there the whole time. So why don't you pull <laughs> that chair over into the shade a little bit? Yes, yeah, so you. You don't have to sit in the sun any longer. Good to have you on the show this morning. It's Jose Gill from Gill Basketball Academy, and uh, welcome
3: to the show. Thank you, David, for having me and Kevin, appreciate you uh, the invite. Looking forward to this.
1: Yes, thanks very much. So tell us. Well, give us a little bit of history about yourself first.
3: Well, I'm a local boy. Uh, okay. born in. I was born in East L.A., but raised here in East Salinas, and uh, went through the public school system. Um, had a great experience, uh, went up, went out to college, Cal Poly, San Luis Obispo, graduated. My wife, uh, who graduated from Stanford, we both, uh, had, um, aspirations to come back to the community and do something positive. Um, especially where we grew up, wanted to change the image of what people perceived it to be. And, uh, we both were, we played sports in high school, so we just found it as a natural fit to, um, start a basketball academy to, uh, improve lives impact kids in the community and uh give back to to a community that was good to us and so that's what we've been doing we started the gill basketball academy uh, in 2009 so we've been going for 11 years uh started grassroots no grants um just 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 with some local friends uh, um that that actually believed in what we were trying to do and we've been going strong for 11 years uh, we've taken kids around the world we've They've met Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James through our academy. We've we've uh, been able to take them out of their their comfort zone to show them the world, and uh, I think we've uh, been pretty successful at it.
2: Why basketball, Bill?
3: Why basketball? Um, I played basketball in high school, and uh, it's uh, t- for Coach Jim rear who's a local legend in our area. He uh, he believed in us, and so because of that, we made the right decisions. Uh, we didn't get caught up with the negativity or the the negativity that existed around our, our surroundings. And so um, basketball kind of saved me. And so why not, um, you know, do something that you feel comfortable with? And so I wanted to become a teacher and a coach at Allison High School um, when I graduated from there. So my goal was always to come back, and I was fortunate enough to be able to do that and, you know, as, as they say, live a dream. And so it just became a natural um natural uh project for us to do something that we were pretty good at and felt comfortable doing so um we started the the academy and and uh made it a non-profit um got some great local leaders to support it and uh we we believe that having positive role models around kids would make them help them in making right decisions and so
2: amen are you able to to have the kids play play basketball right now
3: no we're not yeah. actually you know and it's 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 a hard thing to be around, away from them but that's why we started like a podcast um I started recording videos on YouTube so we we're, we're just trying to think outside the box to get creative with them but we miss having them on a regular basis um we were supposed to take a trip a tour to Colombia and Peru this past summer we weren't able to do that
0: Gosh. and uh
3: so so you know everything's on hold right now and uh you know, it is what it is, and hopefully, um, we, uh, continue to, to go for another 10 years once this is over.
2: I think it's one of the great tragedies of this, this whole situation is what it's done to the youths because, uh, I have young kids that work for me, and it started last year when they, they didn't, they weren't able to have a graduation. And it's probably like the trip that some would have gone with you, they may not have get, ever get the chance to do it again. And if they can't graduate, they can't go to prom they they can't participate in sports there's going to be a there's going to be a negative effect from all that
3: almost definitely and we we always believe that you know we make them feel comfortable to where we're not we don't ex, we we offer scholarships we we do what we need to do to get these kids to not say no if, they, if there's any interest in it we won't um um reject them because of talent or lack of talent you know it, it's more of a you want to be part of this and this is bigger than just basketball, you know, because we have, uh, our, our, educational component, our social emotional support is, is amazing because of our volunteers and we're 100, 100% based volunteer organization and we're really proud of that. Where is there a facility? Where- uh, we actually borrow, uh, high schools and middle schools okay. in our area. And so when we have, the, uh, we have the largest tournament in the entire Monterey County, usually in April and unfortunately we weren't Able to have it last year, and we might not have it this year, but we're being optimistic. We we just rent out the local middle schools and high schools that have gymnasiums and and make it happen to host uh, over a hundred teams.
2: This is it boys and girls?
3: Boys and girls. What are the ages? Ages uh, four to seventeen. Wow. Yeah, we we <laughs> we start them young, and we Jeez. we we hopefully kind of all the way until they're out to high, out of high school. And and one of the most beautiful things of our academy that we have many of the kids that played for us or that went through the experience that want to come back and now give back to other kids wow, so wow it's beautiful we're kind of growing coaches from within
1: and so if people want to get involved with you or find out more information online oh, we have a that? we
3: have a website www.gillbasketballacademy.com. Okay. we also have instagram twitter all those uh, social yeah, media yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that and our podcast is uh is is has taken off wow um podcast that we started uh, it's called Ganas, leading from the heart um it's, it's become a really popular thing. And we, we are not just focused on basketball in our podcast. We're focused on great people doing great things. And there has to be a tie to the community in some way, shape or form. And, uh, there's many people that were have roots from our Monterey Peninsula, but that are out doing great things.
0: Absolutely. And so
3: we're trying to get them to, you know, Give some positive influences to the, to our to our viewers, our listeners, because we do video and audio.
1: Jose fun. is fantastic. Jose Gill from the Gill Basketball Academy. Uh, congratulations! God bless you, and thanks for doing everything you're doing, man. Thank This is
3: an amazing show, and and I know there's you have a great following of people that that listen to it. But um, yeah, just listening to you say Jim Nance and, and yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, those yeah, names yeah was yeah.
3: like oh, pretty awesome. We'll, we'll come back.
1: Thank you. Okay, we'll get you again. Thank you. Great stuff. All right? Look forward to it. All right, continued success it. for you. Gil, we got uh, Jose Gill from Gill Basketball Academy on the show, and right now we got Vic the Sandbagger on the show from the Golf Mart Superstore. Vic, what's happening, brother?
0: Hey, it's a beautiful day at the Golf Mart Seaside, baby.
1: Yeah, man, what's going on over there, brother?
0: Hey, you know what? All of the, uh, the 2020 models um have pretty much been marked down in anticipation of new stuff coming out but with the virus we don't know when the new stuff's coming out okay so, uh, i'd say uh, come on in and take a look at all of our 2020 uh, you know models and they're all marked down good prices and uh you know they're all great clubs so why wait let's do it now
1: absolutely Absolutely.
0: Yeah, and uh, it's it's a beautiful day here, and uh, the store looks really nice, and uh, we're about to open the door and welcome all our guests.
1: All right. Uh, all right. What so about golf? What 10- about golf? You've been playing.
0: Oh, yeah, I've been playing, and um, tomorrow's our member guest at PG, where, you know, we use it to recruit some new members. Yeah. And uh, I I invite anybody to come on out to PG and play it a couple of times and join our club, and we have a great time out there. So come on out and see us.
1: All right, right on. All right. Hey, give us the hours.
0: We're open till 6 today, and we're open 10 to 5 tomorrow, so uh, come see us.
1: Okay, thanks, Vic. All right, all right buddy. <laughs> Vic the Sandbagger from the Golf Park Superstore 2040 Fremont Boulevard in Seaside 583-1000 for everything golf they will not be undersold. Shagbag Show on Power Talk 1460 AM and 101 FM for Saturday morning live from Del Monte. You got Dave Marzetti and you got Kevin Phillips my co-host today. And uh, thanks to all of our wonderful Shagbag supporters. Don't forget you can help support the Shagbag Show by going to Anchor FM and you can support the show for as little as uh, well, if you really wanted to, if you really need to, you could do it for about ninety-nine cents a month. Come on! <laughs> but I don't think we have any of those. There's the four ninety-nine level, which we have a couple of, and then we have mostly the nine ninety-nine level. So, Shagbag Show uh, it could use your support, and uh, during these times, as they say. And you can check us out at uh, Anchor FM. I want to thank Mike Murata, Laurel Murata, Rachel Murata, Halima Nas, Judy Murata, Max and Mary Boland, George Casal, Kit and Rick Frank, Paul Martin, Tony Tolner, Dave Anderson, Gary Curcio, Steve McDowell, Marty and Francesca Wolf, Tammy Blunt-Canavan, Rob O'Keefe, Ben Beasley, Steve McShane, Oscar Mora, Woody Kelly, Dr. Dave Moorwood. John Lloyd, Jack Galante, Rich Pepe, Chatterbox Public Relations, Sam Jeffson, Shane Dolman, Kevin Phillips, Chris Shake, Craig Ling, Jennifer Coker, Brian Gingrich, Dave Daly. Thank you all. For being supporters of the Shagbag Show on Power Talk 1460 AM and 101 FM, thank you for uh, listening to us this morning on the show on a beautiful day out here at Del Monte. Uh, still got about a couple of minutes left here, and I see I was going to try to get Casey on, and I keep looking behind me, and I do not see Casey. He was at the podium for a long time. Do not see him there, and the Neil is is breaking in a new guy today. Uh, I know that too, so I know that. He is, uh, probably not available, although I do see, uh, let's see, I'm just looking behind me here, uh, nope. <laughs>